Welcome to Query, where we provide simple answers to complex tech questions. My name is Serenity Caldwell, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Stephen Hackett. Hi, Stephen. Hey, Serenity. How are you? Not too bad. Not too bad. You know, I'm, I'm getting married in six days, so I'm, uh, oh. I'm alive and awake, which is always good, and uh, ready to answer some problems that don't relate to my wedding. <laughs> oh, no. All the questions this week are what naps get. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, how are you planning your no? Ask yeah, me later. Yeah. <laughs> this is a, a wedding-free zone, so you're safe for a little while. Few. <laughs> yeah. the, the iPhone 10. The, those pre-orders happen this week in many countries, and we have a lot of people writing in about how to order them, the best way to guarantee early delivery, you know, which, should I use the app or the website? Lots of good questions. Rumor has it that this thing is going to be severely constrained at launch. You know, Apple can only make a certain number of them. If you believe the conjecture, they've had some trouble with that this time around. Mm. And and I think there's a demand for this phone that, that I think is going to be a little different than normal phones. This is sort of the enthusiast device and enthusiasts order things at midnight or 2 a.m. if you live in my time zone or 3 a.m. if you live in your time zone. Yeah. <sighs> and, it, and it may be that if you wake up a couple minutes late, you could be several weeks or months out depending on how few units uh, Apple has ready. I think it's important though before we move on, this isn't the this isn't like a, a necessarily unique thing to the iPhone 10. Like this has been a problem for them before, right? Yeah, I mean we've seen this with iPhones now and again, but really I, the most recent phenomenon that I can think of are, are the Apple Pencil and the AirPods. God knows mm-hmm. the AirPods were supply supply constrained for for months. Um, and they're they're now they're a little bit okay, like much better. You can get them within a couple days, but who boy, it was a it was a little bit crazy. Yeah, I remember it was it was basically six weeks out for a long time, and I think I think now they're they're better. But you know these things are complicated to make, and I think you know supply and demand can be tricky to, to catch up. I think once you're behind, you know I can imagine that the mm. momentum it takes to overcome that could be difficult. But I'm not a logistics guy. Yeah, well, and especially as reviews start to come in. Now, we haven't seen anything about the iPhone 10 yet, but uh, if uh, if it starts getting some uh, some positive reviews or people are like, yes, this device is amazing, uh, those, those, that supply constraint uh, problem is probably going to get even worse. There are some, some ways people can be prepared, though, right? Yeah. Yeah, so um, my number one tip that I always suggest to everybody is do not use your computer although it's helpful to have as a backup, use the Apple Store app for iOS. Um, For one thing, that app uh, offers a whole host of features that just makes it easier to order, like the fact that you can pay via Apple Pay so you don't have to type in your credit card information or anything like that. Um, But it's uh, it's really useful. Also, you don't have to get up out of bed and go to your computer um, or bring your computer into your bed if you're somebody with a laptop. you will probably need to force quit it a couple times right at the mm-hmm. at the time. So at 3 a.m., you know, expect to do a lot of like swipe up or, um, you know, to or hold to, to delete uh, and reopen. But uh, I find it I, I've ordered all of my iPhones and my Apple watches and pretty much any like late breaking stuff. Uh, almost immediately through the through the the app, it's much easier for me than to go through the website. Yeah, and it's it's pretty fast too because you can favorite what you want. So oh yeah, uh, you can pick you know the device you want, and then there's a little heart button in the upper right, and that gets saved to a favorites panel in on the account screen. So you don't have to go through all the steps; you can go right to your favorites. 
You should totally do this in advance. Remember, these things have a tendency to go down for a couple of hours or several hours before pre-order. So, you know, like if you're me, I'm going to go to bed for a couple hours before I get up and pre-order. I'm going to have those things favorited, you know, the day before. I think actually I've already done it in prep for this show. It was a reminder for me to go in and favorite what phone I want. Uh, so you don't have to, you're not like tapping through menus in the app store or trying to search. Uh, it lets that beginning part go much, much quicker. Yeah, it's really awesome. Um, I'm actually going to do that right after this show. And uh, on that note, I mean, I mentioned that uh, Apple Pay is a really fast way to pay for it. You're obviously going to want to set up your card properly. Um, and something that I've run into the, uh, with trouble in the past, make sure that uh, it's the right billing address because it will sometimes give you crankiness about shipping to a different address than where your phone plan is. Um, mm. So you really want to make sure that happens. Uh, if you're going through... The upgrade program, I know it's a little tricky uh, because they're not doing, I don't think they're doing pre-authorizations, so uh, so you're probably going to have to authorize as you buy, go through that buying process. Um, and what was, there's, uh, if you're going through your carrier, if you're not just buying a straight unlocked phone and going through your carrier, make sure that you're eligible for an upgrade. Some carriers have kind of like pre-authorizations that you can fill out and make sure that all that jazz is taken care of. Um, I have one other tip, which is not its not the best tip, but if you're really, if you care more about getting the phone in your hand than necessarily what the phone looks like, hmm. I would, just a, just a thought, I'm thinking that the white, like sil- the silver version of the phone is going to be l- in less demand than the black version of the phone. And I'm just like in many in many iPhone years past, the the new hot color or the you know the fancy look is probably the thing that's going to be really really you know in demand. Um, so that that might be something to consider in terms of choosing your favorite phone. Um, although on the flip side, there you're talking about a white phone with a black face, which is also pretty exciting. So I don't know. I've got both colors favorited. I I am very uh, <laughs> torn between the colors to order, uh, just to be honest. And so, my plan of attack is going to have an iPhone, an iPhone, and an iPad, and probably try one color on each. It's like I, I really like both from what I've seen in pictures and pe- talking to people with the hands-on experience. So I think I'd be okay either way. Uh, for work, I'm more I'm more worried about getting it as soon as possible. So. We'll see. I'm, you know, I'm going to kind of leave that up to the universe to pick for me, I guess, which which device <laughs> sees the Apple Store, uh, the Apple Store first. But um, but you're totally right about the Apple Pay stuff. Make sure all that's uh, buttoned down. I ran into an issue uh, recently. I was using Apple Pay, something far less stressful than this, and it was a card I don't use very often. In fact, I hadn't used it in Apple Pay since I moved uh, like a year ago. It was a credit card I don't use very often. And you know, some of that stuff, if you if you really want to get this done quickly, that sort of stuff will slow you down. So, you know, maybe I heard on another podcast, someone was like, maybe uh, maybe it was you on the talk show, actually. It was probably you on the talk show mm. saying, hey, if you need an Apple Watch band or a cable or something, you know, something small or silly, um, Maybe get that done in advance and know your stuff's done. Yes. Uh, I know y'all talked about that. I know Mac Power users have been talking about it. You know, I mean, ultimately, yes, like it's not a huge deal if you're a couple weeks later than somebody else, but this phone is important to nerds like us. And uh, and I think a lot of people are going to be, uh, you know, 
in contention for those those first those first units rolling off the line. And so, so yeah, so my plan of attack, multiple devices, get up in the middle of the night. I'll let fate decide which color iPhone I will get. Uh, what uh, what about you? What's what's your plan? Um, well, according to the Apple Store favorite that I just made, um, I am currently leaning towards a white iPhone 10 um, over the black model, as, as much as I do like the black models. Um, and I, I, I'm, I keep on saying white, it's silver. I'm leaning toward a silver, but really it's kind of white iPhone 10 um, in 256 gigabyte uh storage because forget 64 gigs is not going to be enough for me especially with all of the yeah. camera features in the iphone 10 but i'm definitely going to be up at uh at three in the morning to order it awesome yeah I, i'm going to do the 256 as well it's it's already an expensive phone like that ship has sailed already <laughs> you know and so uh, i want the the breathing room uh, that'll actually be big enough where i could sync my you know like my entire photo library locally and I, yeah, I just, like you, I just don't want to worry about it because I shoot a lot of videos and, and, and pictures and stuff on it. And I'd rather just just not be too concerned about it. And uh, my 7 Plus that, that I'm using now, I believe is 128. And so I'm not sure that I could go back something smaller um, all that easily. Once you get used to having a lot of music and stuff locally, it's it's hard to go back and... So yeah, so we so we'll both be up uh, along with lots of lots of our listeners. I'm sure will be awake as well, and uh, I guess we will do some uh, do some follow up and see see how that goes for everybody. Yeah, um, yeah, <laughs> it's gonna it's gonna be a fun night. We should, uh, we should is relay gonna have a pajama party? <laughs> yeah, probably. You know, unofficial. <laughs> it's weird to have an official pajama party as a company. It's true. That seems true. fraught with HR issues, but unofficial. Pajama party. I, I will also be doing Apple Care on my phone this year. I usually do Apple Care Plus on my iPhones. I skipped that with the Seven Plus, which um, cost me, as, as we spoke about a couple episodes ago. But I'm gonna I'm gonna be doing Apple Care on this one. That glass back, um, you know, uh, it's, it's like having uh, dropping butter toast, but both sides are buttered. <laughs> like either way it falls, it's gonna fall on glass. And Apple says mm-hmm. it, it's strengthened and whatnot. But uh, I I don't like cases all that much and uh and you know so apple care plus on a thousand dollar phone you know or twelve hundred dollar phone like i'm already spending a lot of money like i'm already past the threshold of into being completely ridiculous about this um and that's something you can't add as a favorite in the app store uh, app or in the apple store app but in the checkout is basically one checkbox so it shouldn't slow you down to, you don't have to like go out of your way in the app to add apple care to your phone you can do it in line with everything else so um I think that's worthwhile on this phone if you're, especially if you're buying out right, you're spending a lot of money all at once. The Apple Care Plus is a good deal, and I think totally worth a look. Uh, Stephen, do you have any good suggestions for people if they're going to buy outright and do a one-time payment? Um, should they? Do you think they should call their credit card companies in advance and give them like a heads up? Uh, it, it can't ever hurt, you know. I I haven't had an issue with that, but. The, the company card I use for this is basically only used for big tech purchases. So I guess they just know I have some sort of weird problem in my life. But yeah, if, if your credit card company tends to be a little on the conservative side about, about blocking transactions, yeah, it's totally worth the, you know, the five or 10 minute call just to give them a heads up. Uh, you know, whether or not that actually helps, I don't, I don't know. But I think if you're nervous about it or, you know, or like I said, if your card carrier tends to be a little overprotective i'd say it's worth taking a few minutes out of your day uh, you know the day before a couple days before and giving them giving them a heads up agreed 
so we take lots of listener questions. Uh, this this conversation we've been in is all listener questions. If you want to submit one, you can use the hashtag AskQuery on Twitter, and we will see it. We have little robots to go out and round them up in baskets and bring them back to us. Uh, we take all sorts of tech questions. Uh, while you're on Twitter, be sure to follow the show at Query Show. And with that, it is time for a question from Benjamin. Benjamin writes, I'm migrating from Android. I love Google Photos, but Apple Photos and its editing tools are great too. Uh, how should I move? What should I do? I think ben, Benjamin is looking for life advice around photo <laughs> management. Well, Benjamin, first of all, congratulations on your new iPhone. That's exciting. Um, so first and foremost, if you love Google Photos, you can have pretty much not an identical experience, but a very close experience on the iPhone, because uh, the iPhone does offer a really full-featured Google Photos app um, that will, the same as Google Photos on Android, it will upload uh, high-quality, quote-unquote, resolution photos, um, and then you can also use your Google Drive storage space to upload full-resolution photos if you want. You can choose between uploading over Wi-Fi or over cell phone, cellular service, and it will all auto-sync, uh, which is pretty great. Um, so if you want, if you still, you like, you basically, you have your photo library and you just want to continue adding any photos that you take on your iPhone to it, that is super easy. Yeah. And, and what's, I think what's nice about the Google photos solution over Apple a little bit is that it's a little more, like you said, it's a little more agnostic to the platform you're on. Um, Mm -hmm. and that does make it pretty easy to move. So you want to make sure that all your photos from your Android phone are uploaded to Google Photos. So you can open that app and make sure it collects everything. You can also move any locally stored images from the Android device to your iPhone with the Move to iOS app, which is in the Google Play Store. Some photos, like we said, that are only on Google Photos. Like, you just got to make sure you know where your stuff is. I would probably go the route of making sure Google Photos has everything uploaded, and then you could migrate as sort of like a second tier. But you definitely want to make sure everything's accounted for so you don't lose anything in the move. Yeah, agreed. Um, that would be my one my one concern if you're deciding to move all of your photos over. Um, and uh, as Stephen mentioned, you know you do have the Google Photos library on your on your Android phone, um, but because it's Google and it's agnostic, it does live in the cloud and it lives on Google.com/photos. Um, and that's one other way to kind of get access to your photos library and move photos. You can download them from your computer and you can upload them to iCloud Photo Library via iCloud.com um, or if you have a Windows computer via the Windows uploader or if you have a Mac via the Photos app. Um, so there are a lot of ways to kind of combine your two libraries together if that's what you're concerned about. Um, you can also, if you're... Uh, if you're using Google Photos and let's say you just want to pull a, a couple of older photos from Google Photos and add them to your iPhone's library, maybe via iCloud Photo Library, and you don't have access to a Mac or a PC, uh, you can save them. But it's kind of a, it's a silly workaround because you can't just you can't save a photo from Google Photos directly to your Apple Photos library, you have to save it to the Files app. And then once it's saved in the Files app, you can save it to your, li- I don't understand. It's very silly. <laughs> it seriously is. <laughs> Seems like a, a weird, a weird miss there. So you can do that from your computer once they're on a phone, you're an iPhone or they're on a Mac or, or like Serenity said, you can get those into iCloud Photo Library and that will allow them to pass between any iOS devices and any Macs you have set up with the the, the Photos app. So that, that's, I think, 
One of the key differences between Google Photos and iCloud Photo Library is that iCloud Photo Library is going to let you keep local files mm. on your machine, where Google is, is much more web-centric, if that makes sense. Yeah, for sure. Um, and it's good to know also that because Google Photos is web-centric, if you really don't want to keep a ton of photos on your device or even in iCloud Photo Library and use Apple's optimized storage, you can say, okay, I just want my photos to be backed up via Google, and I'm going to bring in, you know, an image from Google Photos on a case-by-case basis. Uh, so you can do the same thing that I just described with if you were batch batch saving, or you can just, except you're going to bring over an individual image, and then you can edit it in any of your iOS apps or the Photos app if you want to get access to those editing tools. Uh, so I use, we've talked about this, I use iCloud Photo Library, but I also back those li- those images up to Google Photos. So Google Photos is, for me, is just like a, 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 just a backup. I like the organization stuff and the search stuff on the web is really good. But uh, iCloud Photo Library is where I'm doing all my, all my main storage. I do all my editing, either an external application and then save into photos or just within photos itself with High Sierra and iOS 11. The editing tools are really uh, much better, especially in High Sierra. They so, are. Yeah, so iCloud Photo Library is like my the main place where my photos are and like I said, I upload them to Google via the, what is this app called now? It is Google backup and sync. And it basically <laughs> pulls images out of the photo library and, and stores them. Uh, so I'm using both, but iCloud is totally my, my first line of defense. Uh, what about, what about you, Ren? Same thing, more or less. iCloud photos is my first line of defense. Absolutely. Um, but instead of, I, I actually don't use Google photos at all because I'm still a little, <sighs> I have reservations about giving my photos library to a company that even anonymously wants to data mine my photos. And it's just, it just bugs me a little bit. Like one of the things that I appreciate about the way that, that Apple photos does search is that it's all local and on device. Um, I'm, I think that Google photos search is much better, but it comes at the expense of, you know, those processes running through Google's cloud servers. And I don't know, I just, it, it skeeves me out a little bit. I have nothing to hide in my photos, but it's still like, I, I, something bothers me about it. So instead, I actually, I have my photo library encrypted and saved in Dropbox. So that's my like backup, backup. Okay. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think with, with any cloud service, looking at that and being comfortable with it is a totally a huge part of it. So I, I totally understand that. All right. Well, Benjamin, best of luck with your move. Uh, enjoy mm-hmm. the new iPhone. So that brings us to the speed run. Sam writes in. Sam had had a tragedy in his household. Serenity. A tragedy. A real, a real sad story. Uh, Sam has left us. I left an AirPod in a hoodie pocket and it went through the washer. No. <laughs> no. I'm shocked I haven't done this, by the way. I'm completely <laughs> shocked I've not done this. Uh, I can hear from it fine, but if I'm on a call, I can only be heard on and off. Is there a fix for this microphone, or do I need to buy a new set? Ooh. Well, uh, I'm going to guess there's probably not a way to fix it. Although, you know, it never hurts to blow comp- compressed air and see if that, if that does anything. 
But uh, chances are there, there's some electronics that got fried. Uh, the good news is that you don't have to buy an entire new set of AirPods. Apple can replace just a singular AirPod, the left or the right, for $69. Uh, you just have to go through Apple's support page and go through their servicing AirPods section. And we'll link that in the show notes. So uh, it's still a tragedy. I'm sorry, Stan. I'm sorry, Sam. That really stinks. But uh, at least uh, at least you don't have to buy a whole new set. Yeah, the six to nine bucks is nice. I, I know some people who have lost them already. And um, that's not, you know, no money, but it's cheaper than a new set and assumedly much faster than the, yeah. than the waiting period that we talked about. Uh, so next, we've got a question from Devin who asks, on MacBook Pros that have the left side ports faster than the right side, uh, which is the 13-inch MacBook Pro, does my laptop charge faster on that side as well? Yeah, so like you said, the the four ports of the Touch Bar 13-inch MacBook Pro, like the one I've got, the ports on one side offer faster data transfer than the other side. Um, the, the left-hand side is faster. The right-hand side still all Thunderbolt 3, but just a little bit slower. This does not affect charging speed whatsoever, both in looking at Apple's uh, knowledge base and just having one of these MacBook Pros and using it. Um, you know, forever, the power on a Mac notebook has been on the left since they moved, I mean, since like the G4 days or even before. And so I've been so used to just plugging it in on the left, but at my desk where my MacBook Pro sits, plugging it on the right is actually way more convenient. And that's one of the best things about this design that you can plug in from either side. And in using this machine now for, I guess, since January, I haven't noticed any difference. So as far as I know, the charging speed is the same. Really, the only time you're going to run into the difference in these ports is if you're doing something real high bandwidth. So mm. if you have a Thunderbolt 3 a storage array or maybe a, a retina-level display, you may see a little bit of difference. But in everyday use, especially if you're just, you know, uh, using a dongle to get to USB three or you know to something like that, there's no difference in 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 all practice. So I would say you can charge away on either side without fear, which is good because I charge on the right side a whole lot, and I uh, that's like you said, that's something that I really like about it. Yeah, it's 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 super flexible. I've come to really enjoy that. And if I use an older notebook without it, I'm like, why can't I turn? Oh, right, <laughs> there's only one one place to plug it in. All right, to round out this week, uh, William asks, um, is there a way to comprehensively back up iCloud to a Time Machine drive? I have a 256 gig MacBook Pro and two terabytes of iCloud storage. Ooh, that's a good question. Unfortunately, iCloud, because it's a cloud-based service, it's kind of its own thing. Time Machine doesn't really interact with it. Um, that said, most of the physical data that is on iCloud uh, is actually on your local computer in various forms. So I think about things like the Notes app or the Photos app or your reminders or your email. Um, all of that can be backed up by Time Machine. Um, so you can get all of that data um, f- that also gets you know synced with iCloud to back up to Time Machine. And I think it's really important that we use the distinction between sync and backup here. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because iCloud is a sync service 
not really a backup service. And that goes for iCloud Music Library and iCloud Photos Library, too. It's why Stephen and I were both saying that we have a secondary backup option for iCloud Photos Library, because ultimately, though you your photos are saved in iCloud Photos Library, it's not really designed to be a backup service. It's designed to be a sync service that syncs all of your photos together. Um, and then you want someplace, you want something to back up all of that data. And usually that's via time machine connected to a computer that has enough storage space to, to hold all of that data. So, I mean, they're really separate things. What I'd like to see the opposite of this were to have, be able to back up a Mac to iCloud. <laughs> um, but like you can mm, on the phone. Like Dropbox, yeah. Yeah, but it's, uh, they're getting there, like they're kind of slowly putting the pieces together, but... I think for most intents and purposes, thinking about Time Machine, thinking about iCloud are, are kind of separate realms a little bit. But uh, I think over time, they'll they'll blend more because I think it'd be nice to say, hey, you know, uh, back up everything on this Mac to iCloud if you pay for the space. Because I'm in the same boat Williams in. My wife and I just moved to a family sharing plan and we tipped over into the two terabyte storage and most of it's unused. Like I'm, we're just barely above the the next tier down, and so I have all this iCloud space. I'm not really utilizing it. It'd be mm-hmm. nice to to have some more flexibility with what I could do with it. So maybe over time they'll sort of bring these things together. Yeah, iOS 12. That's right. It's it's always the next WWC. It's always. It's true. All right. I think I think that does it for this week. Uh, thank you for listening to Query. You can find show notes at relay.fm/slash/query slash 16 you can submit questions on twitter just tweet with the hashtag ask query and we'll be sure to see it in the meantime you can find serenity there as Saturn s-e-t-t-e-r-n and you can find her writing at imore.com i'm ismh on twitter and write 512pixels.net and until our next episode serenity say goodbye goodbye adios